0: The Grace Escape Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. Are you talking to our listeners or were you talking to me?
0: I'm always talking to you first and then our listeners second.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thank you. But also thank you to all the listeners that are joining us.
0: Yeah. Welcome one. Welcome all, as you say.
1: Yes. We've got a fun topic today.
0: Yeah. And um, if you're new around these parts, I'm Justin.
1: And I'm Tiffany. And by grace, we escaped a high control fundamental Pentecostal church Called the United Pentecostal Church that we spent over 30 years in.
0: Yes. And now we just sit around and have conversations about what it looks like. About it all. Post
1: exit. Yes.
0: The aftermath, as we said in one episode. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about as Christians, do we have the power to declare and decree things in our lives,
1: particularly healings? And miracles.
0: Yeah. And we talked about how the charismatic movement is really big on signs, wonders, and miracles. They're also very big on the word of faith. Some would call it the word of faith movement. And Mm -hmm. um, I would say the Pentecostal movement is not exempt from that.
1: No, not too far off. The more that we uh, do our research, the more we see that they are doing this consistently. They are declaring and decreeing in a lot of their prayers
0: which is not which prayer which is not
1: prayer we will talk about that
0: <laughs> um they're overpromising things that is not uh, in the word of god
1: yes that are either not happening or um there's like no fruition mm-hmm. of the things they're declaring and decreeing i would say that's about 98% and then the 2% in my opinion the 2% are oh it seems like it happened But then a month down the road, six months down the road, or a year down the road, in a healing case, something comes back or was never really healed in the
0: first place. Yeah, and it's very damaging to
1: to
0: to people. Um, It's not what we're promised by God's word. And we'll just stay, I'll say out of the gate, do we believe God's a healer? Absolutely. And it's his will to heal sometimes, but it's not his will to always heal And that is something that is um, very prevalent in the charismatic Pentecostal movement where we are promised healing because of Christ's death on the cross, which is twisting of God's word.
1: Yeah. And God's healing uh, that happens today is different. We're going to talk about this different than uh, the actual gift of healing that was happening in the New Testament. Yeah. looks very different.
0: The gift that the apostles had um, at the very beginning yeah. of the church.
1: But first, uh, our theme scripture, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. I think this fits pretty nicely with what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yes, it does. And just because we do get questions about where we landed as far as our belief system after, um, exiting the church. Um, and this scripture really helps, I think, solidify kind of where we stand generally, um, without getting too deep into the doctrine that we, um, believe in grace by faith alone, yes. um, for salvation. Yes. So let's, let's dive right into the subject today. And, and um, guess
1: what guys we have, Um, some more clips for you, (laughs) as if you haven't had enough already.
0: (laughs) And um, today we're going to head over to um, Hope Center Church. And this is in, where is this at again? This is in...
1: Mountain Home, Arkansas.
0: And this is pastored by Jeff Morgan, and he is brothers to the infamous...
1: (laughs) Well, infamous to us.
0: (laughs) Mark Morgan. If you've been in the UPC, you... You cannot sure, have yeah. not heard of Mark Morgan, and uh, he's. We've heard he's not doing well physically, and so we hope that uh, that uh, he finds. What what do we want to <laughs> say there?
1: Um, we pray for healing, just like for anybody else, right? We yes. ask. Well, we request.
0: We we really do hope that he finds repentance too, um, because he's yes. spreading a lot of um, twisted scripture and well and he has
1: practiced this declaring and decreeing um heavily so um i don't i don't understand though why if he's sick why he's not doing that right now and it working
0: yeah well and we find this among a lot of the the so-called speakers preachers whatever you want to call them um some of them have the title of pastor they're not biblically pastors, but, um, they claim this, but then in themselves, they aren't able to, to show the fruit of that.
1: Right. Right. Which then proves that it's not a real thing. So we're going to look to God's word though, to, um, to, uh, combat it rather than our own opinions. (laughs)
0: So, let's head on over to um, Hope Center church, and this is this service here is the middle of a three well, it's about an hour into a three hour service um, <laughs> and so uh this little portion in the middle comes after he has kind of just gone on and on about how you're not doing enough, you're not attending enough, you need to do more and more and more and more, which is her
1: the huge
0: yes. So, But now, we're gonna flip the coin and we're gonna promise people something um, and twist God's word, so here we go.
2: I feel so impressed to do one thing, and I don't know that I've ever done this, but if you're in this altar and you're praying, here's what I want you to do. And I want you to be very, very sensitive. Those of you that pray with those that want prayer, I want you to be very sensitive. We have people in this altar that are struggling through the loss of spouses through the loss of loved ones we have people here mental breakdowns we you, you you have no clue the chaos but i believe so strong here today in the harmony of the church and the spirit that the principle that was set upon or set to us by the disciples as they went into the gate beautiful And the man begging for alms Mm. is one of the most revelatory moments in the New Testament church. Here's how it happened.
0: Okay, I have to pause there. This is um, an example of speaking crazy because this is not one of the most pivotal points of Scripture in the New Testament.
1: No, it is not.
0: But they will say that about almost anything when they're trying to make a point. Yeah. The man had a
2: need. Had a need. The answers to the need is always Jesus. Now watch me. Need Jesus. How do you get those two together? Mm. He puts two preachers on the way to church.
1: <laughs>
2: and when the need says, alms, Christ said, You don't really need money, you need healing. But Jesus had already ascended. No. He only had two disciples coming with him. But the disciples decided to work in harmony with the spirit. And they said, look on us. Look at me in this altar. Some of you right now need to be baptized with Holy Ghost boldness because you're fixing to turn to those that need a miracle. And you're going to tell them, look at me. You're gonna look them right in the eye and you're gonna say, Look on me. Hmm. And you're gonna speak a word of faith immediately into their circumstance. And when you speak it to them, God is gonna do what you speak. And you're gonna see a miracle in this altar today. Oh. But the miracle will not come from the heavens, it's gonna come through your mouth. When you have enough faith to look into the eyes of somebody that you're supposed to love and care about and say, look at me.
1: It's going to come Jesus. from your mouth.
2: I don't even play him on television.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't even have words for what he just said. Honestly, I
1: don't either. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Okay. Well,
0: let me back it up and let's listen to that one part one more time.
2: But I love and care about and say, Look at me. I'm not Jesus. I don't even play him on television. But I'm his divine representative in the earth today, and I speak healing into your body right now. You shall live, and you will not die. You shall live, and you will.
1: No, we're all going to die.
2: We
0: all are going to die at Does one point. Does he not mean? I'm not real sure what he means right there, but he's pointing at someone and and he says it several times, you shall live and not die. So he's taking the passage from Acts um, chapter three, uh, where Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray and um, is now using this as a proof text that we can too declare and decree. And it's not coming from heaven it's coming from us from our mouth yeah. from our mouth look at us look at us and we're that, god's divine representatives on this earth
1: yeah so he's he's basically pointing out the look at us part or look on us part um that peter and john said and i don't understand why he's focused on that
0: yeah, part that's just it. a descriptive part of the story. It's not it's not a prescriptive part of what happened. It wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't in the in the passage. It's not P- Peter and John saying look at us like we have all the power, although they could have been getting his attention so that he knew who was talking t- to to them. Uh-huh, but to him, again, so. this is this is a descriptive text of what's going on in the passage. It's not a prescriptive text for us today. No. We can take application out of it but not in the context that he is.
2: You shall live and you will not die. Live and you will not die. He shanda he
0: Oh boy. I just have to point out every time that happens, that is gibberish and that is not biblical tongues. And if it were biblical tongues, he's in direct violation of first Corinthians chapter 14. Yes. So. That's scary. Because I never, there was no one there to interpret it and he didn't, he didn't even stop. So he was using it as some kind of magic language, um, as he was speaking to this guy. Just have to point that mm-hmm.
2: out. Something's happening here. Turn to him right now speak a word. Turn to him and speak a word. Live. Turn around. Look at your person. Tell him God's going to do it for you. There ought to be more worship here right now. There ought to be more response here right now.
0: Of course. Come on, let's have Yeah. Time. He's not getting the response he wants.
1: This is despicable.
0: Yeah. Um, Come on, disciples,
2: don't be afraid to tell them.
1: Live, live, my brother,
2: live, 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 live. live.
1: What a complete misrepresentation of Scripture and a total misguiding of his quote-unquote flock
2: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: on how to pray, first of all, for healing, second of all. Oh, this makes me mad.
0: Yeah. um, So as we were saying, he's taken the passage from Acts chapter 3, and I I think we should just read it real quick. Um, It doesn't take long to open God's word and read it in context. So um, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 16 says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Mm-hmm. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Immediately. Immediately. So that's a key. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us as though by our own power and piety, we have made this man walk? (laughs) So, Jeff Morgan forgot to read down where they made it clear that it wasn't them speaking, but this was directly by the power of God. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked a murderer to be granted to you and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead.
1: He's basically reprimanding them uh, uh, along with what he's about to say.
0: To this we were witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see now, and the faith that is through Jesus has given this man this perfect health in the presence of you all. So the context of this passage is is. God is using Peter and John once again to call repentance and show the Jews that Jesus is Lord and God and has all power in heaven. And you murdered him. And you murdered him. So that's the context of this passage. And at no point did Peter and John say it was by their power or because they declared and decreed it and spoke it that it happened. In fact, they said it was by faith in his name, in in Christ's name. Yes. The, The beggar didn't have any faith. He didn't even know.
1: No. So he was just out there asking for some money because of his handicap, I'm sure.
0: I mean, this should be a model of miraculous healing if this is the way that it's going to happen. Again, Peter um, Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't a hyped-up service where they were getting everybody worked up after they had just really been berated for almost an hour about not coming to church enough and not denying the flesh enough and and all of that, which yeah. is what Jeff did for an hour before this. We'll link the full sermon if you perhaps want to go watch the whole thing. Um, And so he he goes on uh, in a bit in this clip to say that they have been building up for for months and months and months and months to this moment. For this
1: exact moment. For
0: this exact moment. And no matter what you need, you can have it right now. You just have to speak it. You turn to your neighbor and you tell them and whatever they need.
1: You say, look at me. Mm -hmm. I say in the name of Jesus, this is going to happen for you. And in in this example we have in scripture of miraculous healing, it was immediate and you knew right away because he got up and walked and everyone knew that he wasn't walking before.
0: Right. It wasn't a general, it wasn't a general thing that you could apply any healing or any miracle or any need that you needed in your life. Like this was a very specific healing for a very specific reason. And, um, my understanding and belief on this is, is that the miraculous gift of healing, the laying on the hands that the apostles had was for the purpose of Um, the Jews. It wasn't for the Gentiles. And so this- And
1: therefore not needed anymore today. Correct. Not the gift of healing, which is someone having, possessing that gift and actually healing people.
0: Right. Which is what they claim is still in operation today. Um, So these sign gifts were for the Jews. And um, again, like you said, if he, if, if he can do this, why doesn't he go and into the hospital room right now and raise his brother out of the hospital bed.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I and mean, you got to put your you got to put your um, money where your mouth is, as the saying goes. <laughs> like you have to you have to show some proof. The proof, proof of in this. the pudding.
1: Well, I'm kind of looking around too at the congregation that's all standing around the altar. A lot of them aren't even participating. They're probably feeling some awkwardness and some uncomfortableness. And that's just not the atmosphere (laughs) or environment that would, or the vibe that would be felt if there were miracles happening, real ones, Mm -hmm. or healings, or if this was the moment. Like there would be full participation if this was some kind of huge, significant. Moment,
0: Well, and again, um, they weren't on their way to church. Let's just point that out. They were on their way to the temple, which is different. We are the church now. And when we gather together, we can call that the church. But they were actually going to a physical building called the temple to pray. And so we're we're mixing, again, an Old Testament, or not Old Testament, sorry, a New Testament account Mm -hmm. of the apostles. um,
1: Trying to apply it to our lives today.
0: Correct. And if you think that's, you know, we're just cherry picking one out of oh,
1: let's play another.
0: Let's play another clip and we'll head over to um, the Pentecostals of Alexandria and hear from Vesta Mangan where she is going to tell us that um, anyone watching or anyone listening is everyone's going to be healed um, just because I guess she because said. she says so. She doesn't even give any scripture for it.
2: Oh. I hope you're doing that about 35 or 45 minutes from now. Because we are going to have church. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, that's why I played that. Because I think that's funny when they when people say that now. We're going to have they don't say it now they've been saying it we're going to we're going to have church or we're having church
1: even if you use it in their context what does that mean good church crazy church
0: i think Wild? it i think it means all of that it means a very big emotional hoopla
2: okay yes we are we're going to have church pastor gentry was very sick, called me and he said, Lane, you might ought to get ready because I've got that old stomach flu, but tonight he's going to be healed and everybody listening to me on what do you call this, the internet, they're going to be healed. They're going to be healed. You're going to get something tonight.
0: So why, if she said he's going to be healed, why didn't she heal him before...
1: Why didn't she say that before service so he could come be the preacher?
0: Or even come to church. Yeah. So that he could participate in having good church.
1: So, I I mean, rubber to the road. Mm-hmm. She gets up and she says, everyone
2: Watching is going on.
1: to be healed. What, what happens when that doesn't happen? I don't... Why is there no accountability for that?
0: That's a very good question. And um, this happens on a regular basis and there is no accountability for it. Or there is blame um, that you didn't have healing or that there's some other reason why.
1: You didn't have enough faith or... Well, I think what we want to talk about now is do we have the authority to do this? And because there has to be authority and power behind these declarations and decrees or whatever in yeah, order for something to actually happen there has to be power and authority behind them and yeah. do we have that
0: yeah i think one of the passages that's used out of context um to say that we do to say that we do is the the account of jesus speaking to the mountain in mark 23 through 24, where he says, truly, I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Mm. I think that is a passage that is used out of context. But if you read the next verse, it says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will have received it and it will be yours. Ask. Ask. So I think the key word here is asking in prayer and also understanding in context that um, when Jesus says, say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, he's speaking in hyperbole here. Like he's not talking about a physical mountain or you being able to declare some situation in your life be completely removed. Sometimes that's not the will of God for he places things in our lives for a specific reason to work things through us and, or in us. And so we, how would we have the authority to then declare and decree that out of our, our life? If, if God has put that in our life for a purpose, trials come to us for a purpose.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't want that to be, I mean, you do want it to be gone, I guess. But like, you shouldn't want to think that you have so much power that you can get rid of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the word talks us, tells us to count it joy when these things come against us. Um, But again, I think that we have to, when we're going to form any sort of doctrine or establish any sort of practice, we have to look and draw from the whole Bible um, for our conclusion on yes. this. And so um, you can't take one passage and and kind of twist it to to mean what you mean. And there, there's reasons why we're pointing this out because I think it's very dangerous and damaging to people's faith It is um, in the long run because they're promised things that were not promised in the word. Yeah. We're not promised always to have physical healing or always to have abundance in finances or always to have... Health and all the things that they they claim um, that will happen if you are a Christian and are walking in their particular f- um, word of faith, thinking and declaring and decreeing these things. Yeah,
1: doing A, B, and C for sure. We're not guaranteed healing in this life. the The gift of healing and miracles is no longer needed today. We talked about that. This was a sign gift for the. For the Jews to be mm-hmm. able to be convinced that Jesus was our Messiah, you know, this is not to say that God doesn't heal. Of course, we absolutely believe that He heals. Um, and he there's has nothing wrong with pr-
0: yeah, and there's nothing wrong with praying for for healing if it's His will. Yeah, but it's this it's this idea that we have the authority and the power because we're either filled with the Holy Spirit or because we have God's word that we, um, can use his name to declare and decree these things like that. We have some sort of supernatural power to, to do that.
1: Well, and also I'm just thinking about like how they say the power positivity, the there's power in your words type of thing Mm -hmm. too. So, um, I didn't really even think about that in my study for this, um, Episode, I'm sure there's Yeah, that's that comes from, that from a time. very
0: Gnostic, you know, kind of um, root uh where you're not supposed to speak negativity or that you have power in your thought and your in your word. And yeah. we've done we've started to do some more research on Gnosticism in the New Age movement, and I think that it has crept into the church in a lot of ways. Um it has. And yeah. this is one of the the ways is that the power of the, your word can come to pass. Do
1: something, yeah. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, it does empower us, but it empowers us to live a life that's pleasing to God, and, and we then have— To love our brother. Yeah. We then have access to his throne, of course, to pray and ask God for healing and deliverance and provisions, but this doesn't prove that we have authority, and it—
0: no, it does not, and we can see by Scripture that even the apostles didn't always heal people, so we can't take, again, one account and say because the apostles did heal this guy and just speak the word that that is the prescription for the rest of the Christian um, world until Christ comes again.
1: Yeah, I honestly feel like, too, it's it's a manipulation of God into giving us what we want.
0: Yeah. And I think in the first clip we watched where Jeff Morgan has spent the first good portion of the service talking about the flesh and the spirit and, and yes, there is a war between the flesh and the spirit. Um, I don't disagree with that part, but he, he just really goes on and on and on about how, you need to be at church more and more and more. And that's the only way you're going to walk in the spirit is if you're at church more and more and more. And we used to go to church all these days of the week. And now you're only, you can barely do it two days a week. And he draws a percentage of how much time you're giving to the world versus the church and how you complain about, and the world thinks it's crazy if we have a midweek service and we come at seven and don't leave till 10. And so three hour service, you know, everyone is, thinks that's crazy, but you've spent eight plus hours of the day working your job. And there's no, there's no balance in, in their thinking when it comes to what you have to do in order to please God. And it's all about the church. It's all about the system. And then, so after he's spent all that time, then it, then it's like, I'm going to, twist it now and give them something to get hyped up about. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of it look at it. Put Pat.
1: kind of carrot in front of their eyes that they can, if they do enough, they'll be able to get something.
0: Yeah. And so I just think that we, when we look at scripture, we don't find any teaching or support for declaring and decreeing. And again, if you're going to take passages out of context, you can make any doctrine out of that. Yes. What What did you uh, hear the other day? I can do all things.
1: Through a verse that out of taken out of context. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can do all things with a verse taken out of context.
1: I've also applied it to um, all things are possible with a verse taken out of context.
0: Yeah. So, well, and they sing these songs, too, that all things too. are possible. And yes, possible. and with Christ, all things are possible. But we have to remember that uh, most of these scriptures are talking about our spiritual state and our separation because of our sin from God and what he can do in our lives through the atonement and the work of Christ.
1: Well, yeah, and if we had the authority and the power to make things happen, why would we need him?
0: That's I a mean, good point.
1: You know, if all it what if all it took was two or three, if all it took was a moment, if all I mean, we it's an easy formula.
0: Right. Well, and that's why the teach these Gnostic teachings like the secret and and the power of positive thinking and being able to declare and decree, it just doesn't work. Yeah, uh, because we're living in a fallen world that has sin, and so things are not going to be perfect in life. And um, as we
1: talk about um, the Lord's prayer, maybe later on, I don't know if we'll get to that today, but um, this type of declaring and decreeing this, it has the potential to remove God's will from the situation.
0: Well, yeah. And in the clips that we played and the examples, um, there was no mention of God's will. It was, you can have whatever you want. We've worked up to this moment. Or because the pastor was sick and he asked me to speak, well, I'm declaring him healed and I'm declaring all you healed. Well, that's just, you're lying, you're yes. lying because yes. God didn't promise that, and you can't just speak it. And just because you're trying to be positive, at the best, trying to be positive, you're yeah. still lying to people. You
1: are. There's and no that's, way around it.
0: That's that's one of the God's moral commandments that we're not supposed to break. Right, (laughs) it's (laughs) not to be bearing false witness. Um, so I think also really gets into taking the second commandment, um, um, violating the second commandment, which is promising things that God didn't promise, carrying God's name in vain, really is talking about speaking things that God didn't speak or carrying his name in a way that is promising something that he didn't promise us, yeah. And so, um Yeah, I think it's, I think just the dangers is, again, that faith is damaged when it doesn't happen. And it really is. I mean,
1: we know several people that, I mean, even just recent examples where they claimed healing and the sickness came back even worse.
0: Yeah. And, and in some cases, they are paraded up in front of people in front of in front of a congregation to say, look what God did. We we declared this. We we said it was going to happen and it did and talk
1: about um like taking the Lord's name in vain or like saying that God did this. He's the one that did this. And clearly it wasn't because it wasn't God because it wasn't full healing yep. or any healing sometimes. Well, and
0: it's just, it's not, it's not what we're promised again. It's not what we're promised. And so this idea that they spend so much time and energy and effort in trying to convince people that it is, I think is a bit of the proof in the pudding, so to speak. Um, and as I said earlier, like we have examples in scripture where Paul left, um, Trophimus, is that how you say his name? Trophimus. Trophimus. He left him sick in 2 Timothy 4.20. Yeah. Um, He didn't heal him. Um, uh, And then in Philippians uh, 2 and 27, Epaphroditus, I'm sorry, um, he left him sick as well. And of course... Um, in First Timothy 5.23, Paul tells Timothy to take some wine as a medicine for his stomach and his frequent ailments. So why didn't he just declare these people healed?
1: And he would have, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have left them sick.
0: No. So that, that in my opinion is very much biblical proof that the gift of healing or the word of faith, if you want to use that phrase, it's, that's not biblical, but, um, didn't, it ceased. It didn't continue. Or again, he would have, he would have healed these people that were his companions and his, his travel partners. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: it's sad because prayer is such a beautiful thing. Christ exampled it for us. He taught us how to do it. And it, Every example of it in scripture is asking and believing Mm -hmm. it's petitioning, it's requesting. It can be begging. I mean, but all of those do not look like declaring and decreeing.
0: No. And it's, and it's something that when you look again at the full picture of scripture, we have very much, um, good teaching on what that looks like to come to God with our petitions and our requests. And so there's nothing wrong with, with feeling desperate or being in the need of a miracle or being in the need of a healing or for God to move in a miraculous way. There's nothing wrong with that, but coming, coming to him humbly and, and knowing that, it may not be his will at this moment, or it may not be his will at all. And coming with faith that he's able to do it if it yes. is his will yeah. is, I think, one of the keys. And so, you know, we have verses like Philippians 4 and 6 that tells us to present our request to God and not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with re- thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to yeah,
1: God. Yeah, that's the word is requests. Yeah. That's what's important there.
0: So there's a big difference between declaring and promising and and thinking that because we're the special glow-in-the-dark Christians that we have the power and the authority in Jesus' name to say, you're going to be healed or your situation is going to turn around tonight. And yes. we talked about it in our Miracles, Signs, and Wonders um, episode. We'll link that one below if you haven't seen it um, or heard it. Uh, but this idea that there are... These evangelists, ministers, preachers, whatever you want to call them that are going around and claiming these things. And in the one I think we we talked about a woman who who uh, was telling this person in a wheelchair she would
1: Get get out of it tonight
0: tonight. And um, I don't know, That's to me, that's a scary place to be where you're promising things in God's name that he didn't promise it
1: is, and, and you're not, taking
0: his name in vain.
1: Yeah. And it's not prayer. Prayer is directed to God. A declaration or a decree or whatever is directed to the situation. Mm-hmm. And we do not have the power or authority to talk to situations and them change.
0: We don't. Only God has that power.
1: Only God has that power.
0: And even the apostles in their demonstration with the gifts of healing and miraculous works, like this was done by the power of Jesus Christ that yes, he had given them. And, he, our,
1: and, our, and their faith in him, in his name.
0: Yeah. Right? And it was all used to proclaim that he was God. So, again, in most of these situations, there, you're, you're talking to Christians that so should already have a good grasp on the gospel and Jesus Christ and believe in him. And so, there isn't a point to have these miraculous healings where where you're proving that Jesus is God.
1: Yeah, 1 John 5, 14 uh, tells us that our confidence in approaching God is that if we ask anything according to his will... Mm-hmm. That's like one of the most important things because people aren't declaring and decreeing according to his will. No. They're doing it according to their own will. Yep. But the rest of that scripture, well, I'll just read it. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He, oh, that was like a pastor. <laughs> and this is the confidence well, that we that's have. 30
0: years of hearing that kind of speaking in your ears. <laughs>
1: That was bad. I don't Remember, like, we're just having a like conversation when, here. I don't like when they do that. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so I got It's okay. This, you were talking
0: last episode like you were You're were one of them still.
1: I did. <laughs> we pastors. <laughs> okay, First John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Yeah, and I think— He doesn't say he answers us. He hears us.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's so important. And I think why we may seem a little bit kind of maybe excited or passionate about it is because God's word is powerful and we have this confidence that we can go to him and that we can pray always. We have, we have quick access to him at any time. We don't have to sit on hold and wait and he hears our prayers, but that's very different than thinking that we're gonna get an instant miraculous healing or an instant miraculous answer. And the confidence is is the faith that we have, that he hears us and that Mm. he's working all things together for our good.
1: We, it's a beautiful thing to trust that. We're called to submit to God's will and trust that he has a plan Mm. for our lives. And guess what? That's what brings him glory. Yes, it does. And if we declare and decree and say, this is gonna happen in your life, this is, you're gonna be healed. And then I don't know what happens that you get the glory. The person that spoke out of their mouth is the one that gets the glory. Like, no, he deserves the glory. And so if we tr- if we submit to his will and we trust his plan, which he's working all things out for our good, that's what the Bible says. And he's gonna finish the work that he started in us. I mean, we have beautiful scripture, that, that, um, gives us confidence to know that his will and his plan for us is working good in our lives but it's bringing him glory, which is what we should all want to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think of the proverb, the good uh, steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He's, yeah. he's putting his word as a light and a lamp, as the word of God says in front of us to help direct our path. And so what's so frustrating coming out of this movement and as we do more research is just seeing how they're twisting God's word and In the long run, it puts heavy weights and burdens on people because they don't get the results that they are promised. And so then, in many cases, they they fall away. They become, as the scripture mm-hmm. says, shipwrecked in their faith because they think that God has promised them things that he hasn't promised them. And um, the word of God is very strong about offending the little ones, the ones that are yes. weak in their thinking. And so um, that's why we try to bring these things to light in our conversations as we are working out these these mindsets that we were ingrained and indoctrinated for 30 plus years.
1: I told a friend today, I said, I, I had to almost abandon prayer completely for a reset because I was so used to it being some, a certain right way Mm -hmm. to get a certain thing. You know, all the parables of Jesus concerning prayer are about requesting and petitioning. I just, I have a list here The um, the son asking his father for bread, mm. or the friend at midnight imploring his neighbor for food, um, the widow petitioning the judge for justice, and the tax collector pleading for mercy. This is the nature of of prayer to ask to plead. To request.
0: And having, again, the faith that, that he hears and he already yes. knows our needs, right? Yeah. I mean, the scripture says that he doesn't see a sparrow that falls to the ground, right? That he doesn't see. Um, am I saying that right?
1: No, yeah, that he does. Oh, well, he does see the sparrow. Did you say he doesn't see? I think, he's-
0: <laughs> I, think I said he doesn't see. Anyhow. Um,
1: I just think, too, in my own life, and this may fall more under prophecy, maybe, which we definitely will talk about in the future. <laughs> we always say that. Um, there's we have so, so many, many topics. things
0: to talk about.
1: There are so many things, but no one declared and decreed anything over me. I, I don't think that was verbiage we used when we were young. That was used when we were younger. I don't feel like I don't remember it. I don't at know. All.
0: I, I'm sure there was some. Um, because we've we've watched some of the prophets that came through our assembly back then. And they, they do declare and decree things. Okay. So okay. Well, I don't know that they did it specifically to you at that time. But they just, they definitely believe in that. And they practiced it.
1: Okay. Well, I can just think of like three times specific, just right away in my head, where I was told that I would get something. Mm-hmm specific if i did such and such and it never each of those three times it never happened right so um it's damaging to faith it really is and and you may not leave the lord over it but
0: but it's going to give you a distorted view of who your father is and and um and that's not what God's word does to us. It, again, his word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our pathway, and it illuminates us. That's why we want to keep our, again, we come back to this a lot. We want to be rooted and grounded in his word and read it in context and let the um, clear passages interpret the unclear passages and not take God's word and twist it for our own desires in our, and and in many ways. And we did a couple of weeks ago, we did a a plea to these, to these pastors and ministers who are false teachers. They're twisting God's word. And um, we really, really hope that, that they um, come to the grace and knowledge of, of the one true Lord and savior. And they stop trying to twist God's word over people's heads
1: and propagating a lie. I Mm -hmm. mean, Vesta Mangan lied. She got up and lied.
0: Yeah. And many people would, would esteem her very high in the UPC organization. Um, and it's sad. It's very very sad, but I think as we kind of wrap up today's episode, I think you should read the Lord's Prayer. It's so beautiful and it and it's it's a daily prayer that we can we can approach God humbly. These are these things are asking. Again, they're petitioning him daily. That's yes. how this prayer is written.
1: Yeah, I'll read the Luke version, chapter 11, uh verses 1 through 4. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord,
0: yeah, it's such a great prayer. It's There's two versions of it in the Bible. And um, it can sound like it's telling God what to do, but it's written in the original, very much in a petition asking sort of way. So um, again, if you're in need of something, then you have a heavenly father that wants to hear your prayer. Mm-hmm. And we have access to him through Jesus Christ.
1: We do. John 14, uh, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. So we we need to go through him. and
0: Well, that's the only way we do have access through the Father, yeah. to the Father, through him. So um, we really hope this has been helpful, maybe enlightening um, yes. or... Um, help someone and please tell us if you have been in one of these types of services where they have declared and decreed or what your thoughts on this subject
1: or if yeah I mean if you've had any experience we always love to hear the stories but they're helpful to other people they
0: are so it can feel like sometimes and we don't always get to respond to everyone we're just busy like other people we try to um, communicate as best we can we really appreciate the communication yes. and those that stick with us each week and listen all the way to the end and if you're new around here um, and we 've earned a like or subscribe that really helps get the word out as we grow and again it 's not to grow a platform it's really just to help people that 's been our heartbeat from the beginning is is just being a resource to others who are coming out and again we don 't have all the answers but we just like to talk about what we found in the word of God and we will call out those that are twisting God's word.
1: Yeah. And if your faith is damaged because of a church like this or because someone taught you to pray like this, I mean, I would just encourage you to go back to God's word and read it without a filter on and start with just the Lord's Prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so simple, it's so easy, and it's so but it's so profound and it and it covers all the bases, you know?
0: Yeah, and just asking God humbly to help you process through these yeah. things, you know, he, yeah. these are the prayers that he will hear. We're not asking him for a new um, BMW or a new house or whatever, right? Like we're asking him for the the wisdom and the strength and the understanding. And those are the things that he gives us freely. Yeah. And so, Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, until next time, it's been fun. It's a good topic. And we'll talk about some other ones. In the next coming weeks.
0: We will. We'll be around. And we hope that you join us again um, on the next episode of the Grace Escape podcast because we're not going anywhere. Yes. At least this week.
1: (laughs) Have a good week, guys. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye.